You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the lens of music. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board. My name is J-Mac, live in St. Louis. And this is Sam Wade in Nashville, Tennessee. We got a really cool show, but before we get to that, I just, before I get to the, the details of the show, Sam, you want to you wanna tease us with what you did today? Oh yeah, uh, sure. You know what, um... So most of our uh, fans and uh, they know that, you know, well, hopefully they know that I just released a, a solo record, Tributaries, um, find it on all the streaming services. The studio where I got this mastered, it's called Welcome to 1979. It's an amazing studio here in Nashville run by Chris Mara. Man, go and check out their website because you won't believe like the gear list that the studio has, what they have available. It feels like you're walking into the 70s. Um, they do vinyl cutting. They do uh, 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 they like the whole vinyl prep, everything. So we did this tape camp where they came in and the studio records to tape. Um, and we got to spend some time over two days in the studio learning how uh, to run a 24-track tape machine. And actually, they brought in a, a live band today and we tracked them. It was awesome, man. It was really, really, really cool. I'm jealous. You sent me the pictures. It was fucking incredible. Yeah, it really was. All right, to get to the details of the show, a new episode of Two Tape Decks and the Mixing Board drops every Wednesday on pretty much all major streaming services, and then check on Saturday for like a little fun, like kind of like journey into the weird, like mini episode on Saturday. So check B-Sides on Saturday, main episode on Wednesday. Sam, you've got an incredible guest lined up. You want to you introduce this, this dude? Absolutely, J-Mac. I am stoked to introduce our guest this week, singer-songwriter Andre Cataldo. Under the artist moniker Dear Genre, he's released five albums and three EPs, including last year's full-length Man in Full. Um, he just released a new single uh, called Body of Water on October 1st, and we're going to listen to it here on the show and talk about his process and uh, his you know, future direction for, our, uh, for all of this. Um, so I'm just so excited to have him on the show. Andre, why don't you say what's up? Hi, everybody. How are you? Jay, Sam, thanks for having me, guys. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. This is an excellent opportunity. So how do you know Sam? Oh, man. You know what? This guy and I go way back. You know, for me, it's way back. You know, I've only... <laughs> I <don't, laughs> uh, It has been. It's been like, what, over a decade now, right? Yeah, it's been about 11, 11 and a half years-ish, you know? Yeah. So for me, that's a long time. Come on, guys. We've we've made music together. We've toured together. All kinds of stuff, right? That's right. We did. You're located here in St. Louis, right? Yes, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are too. Yeah, I'm in St. Louis. And he, Sam really helped me, but, you know, get Dear Genre off the ground. Uh, really, the first year I decided I wanted to be, that's what I wanted to try out. You know, he kind of saw, you know, uh, there may or may not be a potential in me and said, you know what, I've got a few more tools than this guy has and um, just a little bit more know-how and kind of gave me some of his knowledge and a little bit of wisdom and gave me a really good head start, you know? Well, tell us a little bit about your music and what influenced you to get into music to begin with. Growing up, I was uh, 
used to au pairs coming in and out of the house. You know, they're kind of like foreign exchange students. Um, (laughs) They like come and live with you. And, uh, you know, people are kind of used to them being, uh, uh, well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. They're non-American exchange students and they come and live with the family and it starts out real awkward and gets real cool when, when the two parties get acquainted. But um, I had a young, young man live with us uh, when I was uh, four and five. Uh, his name was uh, Yildi and he was a, an exchange student from Turkey. And uh, he was a, he was already a professional musician, you know, by the time he came over. And I think he also saw some sort of musical, whatever in me and said, you know, kind of to my parents, like, Hey, we need to, we need to act on this as he's young, you know? So they got me a little tiny guitar. It was like two feet long and a little drum set. And the rest was history. as they say. Nice. Well, Turkish music is probably more closely related to Indian music than American music. And, and anybody who's listened to this show knows I'm a big fan of Indian music. So what instruments did he play that, that sparked your curiosity? Did, I mean, did, he, did he just play guitar and piano or did he actually play Turkish in- instruments? That would have been really, really cool if he, if he did for me. I don't know if he does. He, he probably is one of those guys that could play anything, you know, there's just, yeah, sure. there's those guys out there. And he gave me a little bit of that too. Just, kind of imparted the knowledge that versatility is 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 valuable uh even at that young age i think i understood that he didn't play um turkish instruments for me so when he was living with my family it was just guitar um but he you know he bought me my drum set and kind of through visual uh representations he helped me to kind of learn learn how to kind of find my way around the drum set that's really cool my dad had an acoustic guitar that he kept under the bed, and I was fascinated with it from about the age of 10. And I think I wasn't till I was like 13 or 14 that he let me get it out. But I, I would say that that, that those connections in, in your childhood with music really can run a lot deeper than maybe you realize till you get older how, how much it affected you. You know, just, that, just knowing there was that guitar in my dad's bed, it was a cheap old Yamaha. The strings were like two inches off the fretboard after like the, the fourth fret down, but something about it was magic. We say that on the show all the time. Yeah. Music is magic. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool little intro into how you got started into music. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for letting me share that story too. You know, uh, it's fun to have that come up, you know, cause I like to give Yildi, Yildi Ray is his full name. Give him credit. He and I are still in touch and it that's means awesome. a lot to him that I'm still doing it and it's, it's going at least local, local. I don't know about the rest. But. Well, you've certainly like, you know, taken that spark and run with it, man. I mean, you've, you've, you're very prolific. Um, you're a multi-instrumentalist, correct? I mean, like you play a lot of the stuff that, that ends up on these, on these records. And, uh, you know, I, I've always had a lot of respect for, you know, you being able to just kind of tackle all these things and just like really, you know, just bang out these songs. You know, I, I you know, you've, you've done stuff with, with full bands, but you know, Dear Genre basically is you, isn't that right? Yeah, I think you're totally accurate in that. Um, As the years have gone on, yeah, like, you know, when you were helping me start out, Sam, I think it was it was just kind of me, really long hair and a guitar. And that was it. And I had no idea about the rest, kind of no plans for a future. And I was totally in the moment. Yeah. Absolutely, Um, man. Well, you know, I'm actually curious. So I have my theories. I've never actually heard you talk about this. I'm sure you have, um, but I just never heard it. Where did you come up with the name 
austere genre? I love this question because it's never what anybody expects. It's quite it's quite boring, I think, compared to what 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 people what people uh, think it should be. Uh, Make it exciting. Make it real exciting. <laughs> my mom always taught me when your life is not exciting enough, just lie to people. And I said, "Okay, mom, I love you too." Um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I, I'm known to have really, really vivid dreams. And uh, a lot of my songs start as dreams and I wake up kind of not wanting to forget them. So I kind of jot them down and they turn into these so songs later. It's probably a scary thing to have happen. I just wake up and I'm like, I need to write this shit down. And it seems strange, but, uh, you know, in this dream, I was in a, in this like carnival Coney Island type feel, you know? And just got off a roller coaster, and it was kind of a festival too. And totally vivid dream. Heard this band and saw this band, and was attracted to the stage. And walked over to the stage, and was totally mesmerized with uh, not only the sound of these guys, but the visual aspect of these guys, and kind of the the unpredictability of the music a little bit, you know. And I, you know, I asked in my dream, "What are the, what are these guys called?" <laughs> And my friend's like, Dear Genre! I was like, Nirvana? And he's like, No, Dear Genre! <laughs> and so I kind of woke up with this Dear Genre uh, name in my in my head. And I was like, I, I got to I gotta figure out where I heard that before, you know? So I went like Google search or Yahoo search, whatever. And, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And, you know, match, match not found. That's not a boring story. That's pretty cool. It's not a That's boring crazy. story at all, man. That's oh. pretty awesome. Well, thanks, guys. You know, I I just assumed that it had something to do with like a Dear John letter, and you didn't want to stick to a certain style. So maybe there's like multi layers there. Ooh, getting all spooky deep yeah. on me, Sam. You know, I like okay, that. so 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 I got to ask on the cover of Do Me, a single you released in 2012, you have a Ferris wheel. Was that tied to that dream where you got that name? Yeah, it was. That's awesome, was. man. Yeah, it was. And I don't think the artist ever really I don't, had a hard time communicating that whole, this whole story I told you. Uh, I haven't told it that many times, so it kind of comes out jumbled and uh, sometimes it doesn't come out at all. And so I just said, you know, uh, there needs to be a Ferris wheel. And everybody kind of looked at me like, all right, like you want some milk also? Like, what can we help you with? <laughs> but I was like really adamant that there needed to be a Ferris wheel. And so um, I'm actually kind of, that's really cool that you picked up on that, Sam. Well, you you ready to listen to this track? Speaking of dreams, this this one we're getting ready to listen to definitely sounds like some kind of dreamy thing. You want to set it up? This track's called uh, Body of Water. I think uh, growing up uh, in the in the setting that I did, you know, I attended uh, I attended Sunday school, and then later in my life, uh, kind of a Christian uh, middle school and high school. So, kind of the uh, the religious and spiritual were kind of a part of my my upbringing, and uh, whether or not I, <laughs> I stuck to that much, totally young, <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, so I always I grew up hearing the story of Moses, you know, and uh, parting the Red Sea and all that. Yeah. 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 You know, but um, not only that, but, you know, the uh, the beginnings of, of, of Moses and and how he got how he got to where he did. It's a kind of a, a twist and turning story. And, uh, you know, he, he started out as the baby in the basket, you know, 
I don't know why I've, I feel like uh, maybe it's because I myself am, am, am adopted and have come, feel like I've come so far, not only geographically, but kind of in my own spiritual and, and, and physical life. Um, but I feel a serious connection to that, to that story and always have. And so body of water is kind of wrestles with the, uh, kind of the idea of an ordinary man like you and I, you know, kind of, um, being tasked with these unthinkable and huge, he just had like the weight of the world on his shoulders. And I just think it's a beautiful story. That's one of my favorite Bible stories. I, me and Sam also grew up in the church. And the story of Moses, I mean, it ends kind of sad uh, when he can't get into the promised land, but there's a lot of high water marks along the way. So, and and it's funny that you would mention that because listening to it, I did kind of get like a Moses thing. I couldn't quite pinpoint what, what the influence was lyrically, but when you, well, let's just play it and then we'll talk about it. But enough of me uh, flapping my gums. How <laughs> about this jibber jabber? Right, you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's check out Body of Water by Dear Genre, was just released on October 1st. Here it is. Just because we're water doesn't mean we can swim. Just because we're water doesn't mean we can swim. Sparing only daughters doesn't mean I want to swim. Sparing only daughters doesn't mean I want to swim. This is where I 
Okay, first thing I got to say, the, good job on the percussion, dude. That I don't know what kind of time signature that was, but that was amazing. Oh, thanks, man. The drums. <clears throat> yeah, the drums I love were it. the most fun part. I'm not, you know, I I just we just talked about actually we spoke about how I started on the drums and um it just it's just gone throughout my life and so thank you so much for commenting on that. It kind of reminds me a little bit of of a like a time signature that Toadies would have used or something. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I come from the water opossum kingdom. Just yep. something where the drums like become its own personality. I really dug it. I was thinking like early '90s Flaming Lips too, like something that could have been, like something that could have been like you know on uh, Clouds Taste Metallic or you know like right in that era. You know for sure. Ooh. Yeah, okay. man. It's got that vibe for sure. And you know what? And this is a little bit of a new direction for you, I think at least. But I do hear shades of what you were doing on your very first record, but just really like way grown up from what it was. Like 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 your skill set has grown and you've really like pushed through a lot of barriers. So there's elements of that. But I also hear like this this vocal style is new for you, for you to sing like in this range. And I'm kind of curious to know. Uh, what the thought process was behind that when when you like approach this from like from, from that standpoint that's a really interesting breakdown uh uh kudos on the question sam uh I, I think it's i think it's cool because like you know probably probably uh very few of my uh even even the my followers and 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 friends have probably heard that first first record or two but you're completely right it's almost i don't know if it's a um step forward or a regression and uh, either is fine with me but you know there is a little bit of sense of a kind of a little bit of refinedness in there um that i wanted to impart <clears throat> not only in the in the uh production but in the vocal style and in the in the the way that i you know structured the instruments here's the way that i see it like i don't see it as a regression at all man um, because I think that like the spark has always been there and that's what your, you know, your first teacher, your uh, au pair saw, um, that the music was in you. But, you know, as we progress through life, we learn how to do these things better and better because, you know, talent alone is not everything. The practice is such a huge part of it. It's something that we talk about a lot on this show, um, especially for songwriters and, you know, other producers you got to put in the work and you got to like, you know, spend some time with it. Right. And sure. I just see like the same kind of spark, it, you know, at least for me, I see the same kind of spark that was there and those ideas, but you you have like so many more tools in your tool belt to make those things happen. Um, so I don't know if you even thought about it that way. That's just what I hear, you know, when I hear that song and I think it's, it's, it's fucking incredible, dude. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. For, thanks for the uh, reiteration, too. I think, you know, part of it's like <clears throat> experience um, that I've gained through people like my au pair and through guys like you who took the time and said, OK, look, if you're interested in this, I'm going to I'm going to give you a little bit of of knowledge and and like, you know, little insider tips and tricks and, you know, things to look for. Almost almost things like, you know, um, as a drummer, I'm always thinking about like less is more and things sure. like where are the downbeats in these songs and how can I kind of take the listener by the hand and show them what I want to show them with just their ears, you know? So uh, it, it's fun kind of taking parts of what I've done and, you know, mixing it with 
completely, completely something new. Well, it feels fresh, man. Like, you know, to say that it's rooted in some of the stuff that you did early on is not like something to where it was like, oh, okay, well, you just kind of like churned up old material. I don't think that at all. I think it's it's fresh and it's new. And it's it's cool to see um, as a listener, you know, it, it's it's cool to see, uh, you know, what you've grown Dear Genre into. And just like J-Max said, like these crazy time signatures, I mean... It's pretty it's pretty cool. Like there's there's enough to keep you interested throughout the entire song. And I especially love the backwards stuff that you mixed in with the track as well. Uh, yeah, a little little Beatlesque yeah. there. I dug that. Yeah, thanks. Actually, you both nailed it on the head, you know. Um I, I'm not gonna lie, if there's anybody with a weirder taste in production <laughs> than Sam Wade. <laughs> then I'll give him a thousand dollars because <laughs> some of the things that he and I have done together in in a studio are just like I don't know. I remember one time he and I were recording this uh, this track together, and he's like, "All right, dude, you want to see something weird?" And like, put the <laughs> telephone up to like a milk jar, and it made a cool noise. And he's like, "That's what we're gonna use." And so. Um, people like him along that Sam, that Sam to a T Sam in a box, you know, but, um, I've picked up all these, these interests along the way, interests in little sounds and telephone wire sounds and little intricacies that maybe you wouldn't hear on the first four, four listens, but hopefully I make it catchy enough to get you to the fifth listen. I don't know. I think you nailed it, man. I love the layering on the vocals. That's something that is a vocalist that I've always really enjoyed it was really effective i dug it i don't know who told me this one time but they're like you don't understand vocals are not a part it's your painting and how many paintings are done in one stroke and that blew my mind dude i wish i could take that credit you know it totally changed the way i did that i approach vocals you know but that can be tough to do. That can be tough to, to find the balance between producing and overproducing. I think you found just the perfect thing because your voice comes across really clear. You can hear it. You've got a strong voice, but yet you're using the tools at, at your disposal to really make it pop. This track, I wanted to kind of sound especially maybe uh, have kind of the the shine of the Beach Boys and kind of the gallop of an ABBA song. I don't know. Maybe that's... Yes, maybe dude, that's, I heard that. Now that you mentioned, I can hear the Beach Boys in there. Yeah. And they were they were famous for their layered harmonies. That, yeah, totally. I, I hear it. And the ABBA thing, they did the same thing with their vocals. Excellent, dude. Right, yeah. So there you go. Uh, I feel like I'm getting smarter just talking to you. Uh, <laughs> you're probably getting... That's, that's the trick. <laughs> I just need to make people think that they're getting smarter. And that's it. <laughs> There's nothing going on here, man. Dude, I love that. You know, and so last year you released a, a full-length record, Man in Full, and there was shades of like this, you know, spaghetti western type stuff in there that I really dug. And cool. then you you released a couple, you know, other things along the way. Um, what are your plans for the future with Body Water? Is this like a standalone single? Is this like the beginning of like a full length or, you know, I guess basically, what do you have planned for the rest of this year? So uh, you've known me for a long time. You probably already know the answer to this, but I don't. I don't know what I'm doing an hour from now. You know, <laughs> so so the the part of the freedom of 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 this project has been, I don't know. Maybe sometimes I say I haven't had a band, uh, a, a full formed band, because you know people just get sick of my 
you know, indecisiveness and like almost almost like I'm so spontaneous and uh, impulsive might be the word when I have a, especially with creativity in my music, because I've just done it myself my whole life. So if I want to record an entire song at 4.45 a.m., then that sucks for the dogs and the neighbors. But other than that, you know, (laughs) you know, so... Um, I dig that, man. You know, and and the thing is, like, so I guess the moral of the story here is you have at your disposal right now as a listener, a brand new Dear John track, Body of Water. Go and savor it. Listen to it. Share it with your friends. Um, you'll probably get something again soon. But as Audrey just said, you it might be a little bit of time or it might be tomorrow. <laughs> so, Andre, where can people find your music? Sure. One of the things Sam Sam helped me with early on was like, you know, um, visibility. He not only did wonderful art artwork, uh, talking about visibility, his artwork kind of threw my first time EP into the water with some big kind of like big local people at the start there. You're, you're talking about the record. You put the fear in atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. still out there for people to check out. It's Absolutely. still out there. So it's on, you know, Spotify, uh, Facebook, I'm on Instagram, uh, YouTube, pretty much uh, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere music is um, sold or traded, uh, you can find your genre. Now you're on two tape decks and a mixing board. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I'm I'm on a tape deck, another tape deck, and a mixing board. The stamp of success. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just encourage our listeners to go and check out your new song and check out your back catalog because I don't think they're going to be disappointed. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'll just throw this out there. I'm a big fan of your uh, uh, EP, Flower Puns. Go and listen to it. Listen to Body <laughs> of Water and check it out. I mean, there's some, there's some really great stuff. Okay, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do on this show. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. I like so, hearing that. So I kind of I kind of want to show like a behind the curtain kind of a thing. You you talked about earlier, uh, Andre, um, that you know we've kind of done some crazy things musically together. So I have this track that we oh. have not released. Oh no, you don't have it, do you? I have it queued up, ready to Sam, play. Sam, there's no way. I think that it's the perfect time to play it and and share it, you know, and maybe we'll go back and do like a proper release for this. But for now on two tape decks, let's listen to some insanity. So Andre and I, I think it was my night. (laughs) I think it was, I think it was 2011, maybe 2010. We did this track um, that I've retitled uh, shoot the freak, (laughs) which I think is a perfect name for the insanity of this music. And it's just an instrumental right now. Um, and we like over the course of two days just created like this, just this wild insanity of music, uh, tracking drums, uh, tracking like a, a Casio keyboard. And there was like a, an acoustic guitar and there was like, just wasn't there a, didn't we, uh, soundbite a French, a French vinyl. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. I totally forgot about yeah. that. There's like I think a, there's a French vinyl in there. I don't want to give away all the goods before we hear it. So if you're down, Andre, I think we should listen to this. This is a perfect time, Sam. All right. All right. Here we go. 
for the first time ever. <laughs> Here's Shoot the Freak. made my week there that sounds like the soundtrack to some jacked up art film i love it how have i never heard this wow. i don't know it's crazy it's insanity why is it called shoot the freak i don't get that part well shoot the freak um okay so um there used to be this thing uh my girlfriend told me about this uh in coney island in wow. Coney Island. Oh my God! I didn't even think oh, wow. about that. Serendipity, there, dude. Dude. 
Wow. I didn't even, dude, didn't even think about this. On Coney Island, there used to be, I think it's gone now, but for the longest time, <laughs> this is insane. For the longest time, there was this dude that had like a back alleyway where he had paintball guns <laughs> and people could could pay to take a paintball gun. And then, you know, like those games where you go to the carnival and you're like, you're like shooting the pellets at like people that are like, yeah. like these, these yeah. motorized things. We had real people, yeah. <laughs> real people darting, serious, darting in and out of these obstacles and people could take a paintball gun and try to shoot the freak. Literally. And I thought that was just like the perfect name for this track. So coming full circle to Coney Island. Holy, holy shit. Holy guacamole is what I'm talking about. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Who who would have ever thought something, something that uh, you and I both did in the first, the first year of my musical career, really. And uh, now currently comes, comes full circle, you know? Yeah, dude. Oh, you should hear some of the shit that me and Sam have in the archive. Some, I don't know. I don't know if it's quite up to that. <laughs> we can't but even there's play this that po- stuff. There's this poem reading we did that was just, oh my god, dude. We crawled in a sewer at McClure High School. <laughs> really? And 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 we recorded a poem, and then Sam put some classical guitar. I tell you what, come back on the show. We'll play some more uh, shoot the freak type stuff. You yeah, we should it, definitely man. do we'll that. We have a whole episode dedicated to that. I just got to give you a shout out, by the way, when you're talking about being a drummer, that's one of the coolest drum tracks that I've ever recorded. And uh, I just remember like doing that in the in the room uh, we were in and you just like just digging in and just like really just like losing yourself in the moment of that, which, by the way, I think is just really indicative of everything that you put out, man, and especially with your new single Body of Water. What I like about it is that you just kind of had this um, this abandon to the music. You're creating experience for the listeners, and you're really like, you know, just you're all about the music, and that's what I really dig about what you do. And I I hope that people like you know go and check out your back catalog and just really dig into everything that you uh, put out, man. So for another great episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, my name is Jay Mack, and I'm Sam Wade, and I'm Andre Cataldo. Saying until next week, stay cosmic.